This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Orange Hatter. Today, you'll listen to part three of my conversation with Sanjna. So, so yeah, I think the first world is is just in deep of a of a problem as as all the these other developing countries. You know, it's it's the whole world. It is definitely the whole world, and. You're right in that I think, especially when you were talking about the VC that you spoke to, I feel like a lot of people who have assets who are able to adjust their income based on their rising asset value, they don't feel the impact compared to a working class person who's depending on salary to live. So the fact that it's not impacting them personally, I think maybe just allows them to say, well, of course it doesn't impact me. What are you talking about? But I want to go back to what you said. You mentioned that when you first went into the Bitcoin space, or because your husband was talking about it, and you want to support him, you started looking into it. Was there any point when you were first looking around, like poking around, where you felt like, no, this can't possibly be real? Like, was there was there any like emotional struggle moment? Can we talk a little bit more about that? Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's like it seems like there's such a perfect tool. Suddenly, that can solve all our problems. And there's so many times where I've just tried to research what are the problems with Bitcoin, and honestly, I found nothing. Like, yes, okay, we can't predict the future, and we can't know for certain that Bitcoin is what is going to take over. And it, it is relatively new, right? That's why all the volatility is there, all the concerns are there, so much debate is there around it. But but that's that's any that's any investment or asset. That's that's anything. When when it's new, right? There's always volatility. There's always debate. It's just that we used to, okay, pre pre World War, we used to live in an era where we didn't have fiat currency. We had gold, right? So Bitcoin is not that new of a system. It's it's an improved version of gold. It's digital. It has a fixed supply. It's just like fiat currency came into play because the governments just chose to take money into their hands. But that's not how. Societies and civilizations have lived forever, right? So there, there is a better tool, and what Bitcoin is is it, it's like it's too perfect for people to understand. But it's not. It, what I'm trying to say is, that it's not that new. It's not that someone invented this out of nowhere and it just came out of nowhere. It, we used to live in a world that that had a better version, that had a better alternative to to fiat, which was the gold standard, right? The fiat standard is is a very new system. And just coming back to my point, that I think. I wouldn't even call it a flaw, but maybe the only issue with Bitcoin is 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 that it's just very new and it takes time. It takes time for any currency, any asset, any form of money to just get that stability and and you know get that recognition from the whole world. Get get to hyper Bitcoinization. But yeah, I I think for me it's just I I really tried to search and I was like, there's no issue with Bitcoin. Like it's it's just too perfect. It's it's too good to be true, but it's. It's something that the world needs to know about, and I think I, I think this is where you need good good education because it's so hard for the whole world to just believe like one person, right? We we for to achieve hyper Bitcoinization, we really need people to explain it well. We need different target groups have to be educated differently. I did this talk with 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 women in tech about like two months ago. Again, very similar situation where they were like. Fifty women in the call. They've all heard about Bitcoin, but they're just too scared to get into it. They're so overwhelmed, and they're like, "We've heard about it. It sounds cool, but then I don't know what to do beyond that." You know. So I think it's just it's about knowing how people want to learn. Like I, I'm I'm in a team of we're five co-founders, and I'm the only female. And 
you always see the other four talking about the more technical part of it, the development. They, they're so excited about, you know, just like what the what what Bitcoin can do technically. And I'm just like, but look at what it can do human in humanitarian terms. You know, there's so much more to it. And that always hits me more. And for me, that that aha moment was just that it can literally save the world and all the issues we're going through. And maybe we're too early. Maybe it's not perfect. People will always find flaws, but you can't. I, I, I think the media tries to find flaws when these flaws don't exist. Like they say, it's not environmentally friendly. Yes, it is. It's just the media puts up such a negative image, you know? So when you really like, I, I don't want to get into the whole environmental part. Like you can see the classes, you can search online, but it's way more environmentally friendly than the way fiat currencies are made and printed and how much electricity they use, you know? So it's just that when you when you have that 5% of like interest, you you get completely into it and you're like, okay, there's there's no flaws in the system. Whatever flaws you're seeing is just the media putting up stuff that is inaccurate and you can't always rebuttal the stuff. But if you if you truly know and understand and want to learn, you'll see that it's almost close to perfect and much better than what we have today, for sure. Can you share in the early days when you were looking around trying to learn about Bitcoin as a very, very beginner, was there, if you could only recommend one resource, what would you tell people to go look up? That's a great question because that's why we actually came up with this idea and we're trying to solve the way Bitcoin education is today. So, so the five of us, we have the five founders, we have just this common vision that, you know, we want to educate the world on Bitcoin and the way people are educated on it today is just not good enough. I was, I was searching articles online. I was watching YouTube videos. I even tried to find some online classes. Nothing was good enough because there's no structured curriculum for such a new person to get into the space. You don't know what to learn first, how to link things together, what to learn next. And we come from this generation where we don't want to spend 10 hours behind our computer and learn about one concept, right? Like we have access to quick learning. We have access to learning one concept in two minutes. You're on the go, you're on the commute. You can, you can quickly just learn about one thing, right? So in all honesty, the best platform for me and the best way I learned about Bitcoin was through Twitter. I do use a lot of social media to learn things because maybe it's a generational thing, but I just feel like talk, Twitter, Instagram sometimes, you know, it, it really feeds you content that you want. So even if it's financial literacy, there's like, there's people out there teaching you how to invest your money through reels on Instagram better than teachers in a university hall, right? Like it's just, it's just the whole shift in learning that's made a big difference. And th that's where the idea also hit us. Like we don't want people scrolling through social media, aimlessly learning about something. Like why don't we create this app where you can learn about one concept in two minutes. You don't need to figure out the, the, the curriculum. We've created it for you. We're creating a personalized experience eventually where if you feel like, okay, I know this stuff, I want to skip it. You can go to the next part, make it social, right? We live in such a social world. You don't want to, again, sit alone in a room or sit behind your computer and be alone. And, and people did this in COVID. It's not fun. We live in such an online social world that why not be able to learn socially? So we also included this aspect and we just thought that compete with people, play games, earn rewards. That's what makes it fun. That's where the instant gratification comes from as well, you know? So I think, especially in financial literacy, this is what we're missing right now. I'm not too aware of other of other topics, but I think there's just a big gap in learning the way, the way it's done today. Like I think learning through long videos and, and articles is 
so 10 years ago, it's not the way people want to learn today. You know, Duolingo is doing great. You want to learn about languages. It's it's the best way to pick up a new language. And it's, it's quick. It's fun. It's it's like you're just playing a game and you're learning a language. And, you know, that's that's kind of the, the direction we're going in with financial literacy, because we feel like it's something it's a skill that everyone should have, but not everyone knows how to learn and where to learn from. So how did you meet the other four founders? One of the co-founders is my husband. <laughs> So we, we actually met through these Bitcoin conferences and meetups, right? So we met one of the co-founders who's from London, and then he connected us to the two other co-founders who are in Switzerland. And the two co-founders in Switzerland are, are developers. So they have their own company as well, and they've been friends for the past 10 years. So everyone's just kind of interconnected, came about with the same vision, and it just clicked. And we're like, okay, this is, it just felt like it was it was meant to be. So this app, it's called Wiser, Y-Z-E-R. Can you give us a, a quick overview of what it is and how you came up with the concept? Wiser is a gamified mobile app where you can learn about Bitcoin and financial education. We th The concept is doing really quick two to three minute classes. And at the end of each class, you can take a quiz. If you get five out of seven correct, chances are you'll find a loot box and you'll be able to earn actual Satoshis. So Satoshis are the smallest denomination of uh, of Bitcoin. Now we're not getting people on this app to get them rich, right? We're just giving them that instant gratification. Even if, it, if it's a few sats and it's just a few pennies, it's it's what gets them back on the app and addicted to the app. And and that, that's where I talk about the social aspect and the gamification aspect. And I think that's how people want to learn because they want to get rewarded. They want to get that adrenaline rush of, of coming back and wanting to learn something. So we are a Bitcoin education first app, but we teach, we actually have entire modules on Austrian economics and the stock markets and financial literacy, because we think it's important for users to be able to understand the root problem before understanding why Bitcoin is an empowerment tool, right? So you need to learn about the macro issues and know about inflation and interest rates. And Austrian economics is super interesting as well. I hadn't even heard about what it was before, but it's just this whole other school of economics that's completely different to Keynesian economics. And it's it's all of this that you need to learn to put everything together and understand that, okay, Bitcoin makes a lot of sense. Thanks for joining us today and learning with us today. If the discussion with our guest resonated with you and you would like to dive deeper into the world of Bitcoin, don't miss out on joining the Orange Hatter Women's Reading Club. The meetup link is in the show notes. Also, if there are women in your life whom you think would both enjoy and benefit from learning more about Bitcoin, please share Orange Hatter with them. Until next time, bye! <laughs>